0: Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg.
2: We are podcasting live from the U.S. Open. Um, There's no actual sanctioned tournament. We're holding our own U.S. Open currently. Yes, yes. I'm... Uh, I am Lee, and with me, uh, watching this U.S. Open final, uh, is Todd. Todd, how are you? I am excited to be here. No, nope, oh, that's, that's a different show. too Sorry. much energy for the show, sir. Yeah. Too much energy.
3: I gotta, I gotta NPR it down.
2: Yeah, we are a logical couple of of dudes. Uh, blokes, as our English listeners might say, or our listeners in uh, Brazil or Germany. Um, I don't know what they say. I don't know what their lingo is.
3: I don't know why they're listening, but thank you. Like tw-
2: There's the a lot of 12s in, uh, in, in Brazil and, and Germany.
3: There are a lot of 12s in, in Germany, for sure. Uh, why exactly do we have listeners in Iceland? Again, so thrilled, but
2: that was, Keeps that was, them warm. It but, makes them feel better uh, as humans that they could uh, probably do a better job than we could. Uh,
3: we're so sweet.
2: They're sitting in their hot baths in the cold, freezing <laughs> temperatures, listening to our soothing voices on the 12th Man Rising Seahawks podcast. So- I almost blew that, but it's only five words, right?
3: The soothing dulcet tone.
2: Yes. Um, it's a John McCutcheon type show. That's a name I've said that name in years.
3: <laughs> ah, I cried. That's
2: right. We, in uh, deep sorrow. This is a Jimmy Buffett type show. It's our last one. Um, Ooh. Ooh. What? Did something happen to Jimmy Buffett? Ooh. I meant Warren. Sorry. <laughs>
3: Warren, um, Warren Buffett will be probably next century. You know, like, that's right. Uh, Warren meant- Buffett's recommendations in 2113.
2: You know what a fine film is? The Great Mouse Detective.
3: That is a fine film, as a matter of fact. You're
2: right. Yep. That's that's the segue. So uh, Seahawks um, play on Sunday, tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday. And they play the Rams of Los Angeles. Um, the Rams started off in St. Louis, right? Where did they start off? Did they start off, I think they in, started St. off in St. Louis? I
3: think they started off in St. Louis. I don't think they're one of those teams that started off in Chicago. Chicago, I think, had like nine different. Oh NFL
2: wait, teams. did they start in Chicago? I don't know. Oh man, dang it! Someone texts in real fast. <laughs> this is a recorded show. So uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, oh, they're, they're the Ram. You know, the Lakers, the Los oh, wait, Angeles wait, wait, Lakers. Wait, wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. I have a quick comment. Idiot. Okay, continue. <laughs>
2: The Lakers in Los Angeles, of course, uh, started off in Iceland because of all the lakes. Actually, that's a joke. They started off in Sweden. but uh, And then they moved to Minneapolis, as most Scandinavians do. And then they decided to go for the sunny climbs of Los Angeles. That's our show. That's the history of the Lakers. So anyway, yeah, so the Seahawks play uh, the Rams tomorrow. Uh, we know that Cooper Cup is already going to be missing the game for the Rams, which is a, a bigger loss for them than Nearly anyone that the Seahawks could have um, who has been injured. Obviously, Geno Smith and even DK Metcalf probably wouldn't be as big of a loss because at least the Seahawks still have Jackson Smith and Jigmo who's going to play and Tyler Lockett and a good group of receivers. Whereas the totally the agree. Rams kind of go Poof, after Cooper Cup, which is – and it means Devin Weatherspoon doesn't really need to play. Um, not that, hmm. not that he really needed to play. Actually, let me ask you this. Let me start the show with this – is it better to fade out? No, I'm just kidding. I started to go all <laughs> high fidelity there. Um, Is it is it better that Witherspoon plays this week because there's no Cooper Cup, or is it would it have been better if he had played if there had been a Cooper Cup? What? My point is that <laughs> Cup versus Witherspoon is a mismatch. Yeah. But at least without Cup, there's no equal to the Rams' receiving group. So maybe Witherspoon playing more this week, if he does play this week, actually gives him a slower acclamation are, are to saying, the NFL.
3: Are you saying? This I've actually, had a few drinks. Are you saying this is actually a buy for Witherspoon?
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> was
3: that good? Was that
2: Was that good inflection? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. Um. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Off the rails. Although we've gone off the rails much sooner in other podcasts. By the way, uh, uh, that sorry, was a really segue. What are you
2: drinking? To answer your pre-pro question, I am drinking an Elysian Dark O the Moon. And it's it's actually O with the hyphen. So it is Dark O the Moon. Pumpkin stout. Ah, lovely.
3: How is it? It's
2: It's okay. I mean, it's more stouty than pumpkin-y. Um, but uh, they had a box at... Oh. Uh, t- total wine and more it was in the garbage i guess they were throwing stuff out but i uh, put it in the refrigerator it tastes okay no um so they had a <laughs> listing had a box and it was like four three oh, or four cool. different ones I, I just got it so this is only i had their great pumpkin which i'd never had before i had that yesterday and then mm-hmm. so far today uh like i sound like an alcoholic so far so far so far
3: yes it's 11 a.m so far I've had five. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
2: 11 a.m. Eastern time. Even worse if we were in Seattle. So 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, I've just this is the first. I've only had one sip of it. It's okay. What about you?
3: I am drinking a, a lovely Old Dog Brewing Company, which is Old Dog. from Bob, Bob Cajun. And I'm murdering that, I'm sure. But Bob Cajun, Ontario. And it is a single malt scotty ale. It is, it, and it, the tagline is "Make this old dog your new best friend."
2: And you said it's from where? It is
3: somewhere in Ontario. I have no idea where Bob oh, okay. Cajun is. But uh, oh, that's eh, the
2: actual name of the city.
3: That's the name of the town, Bob Cajun. Yeah. Oh,
2: gotcha. I thought you were saying the name of the brewery.
3: Nope. The name of the brewery is Old Dog Brewing Company, and which this this is easier to So, Bob are you
2: Cajun. even drinking right now? Uh, I'm confused.
3: Yeah, this is only so. 4.7 uh but it's coastal it's water nice.
2: off of Nova Scotia. It, it, it's,
3: it's a nice <laughs> yeah, that's all the, it's, it's just ocean water from Nova Scotia. It is quite good. It is quite good. It is a, you know, it's Scotch ale. Simply made with a single malt and small amounts. Small amounts of roasted barley creating a beautiful copper color with a deliciously subtle nutty. Ooh, is I'm that what they say on the, the bottle? Different. Or the coast toasty and sweet caramel notes yes this all is on the can
2: isn't it weird that they have to do like advertisement <laughs> on the bottle and or can
3: it is weird right but it is like good.
2: you're drinking it already it's it's like would, it's kind of uh, like when i when i write a an article on audio fix uh, a music site and and i often will put in there yeah if you don't like music i'm not sure how you stumbled onto this article but thanks for reading kind of thing you
3: know <laughs> oh i do that every once in a while on the seahawks site it's like if you're reading this seahawks what's at, that and you're a Cardinals fan. Get out of here. Um, St. Louis or to...
2: Arizona? So since we're already off the rails, let, let's, uh, before we get into the Seahawks and Rams, which I think we hinted at, there's a game tomorrow being Sunday. Um, the How, no offense to, and we've seen this guy play. He, this guy's a good dude. He's a smart dude. Super smart dude. Um, Super but smart. Has, has no reason to be a starting NFL quarterback how much does it say that the Cardinals are trying to tank that they picked up Josh Dobbs fairly recently and now he's the starter? Mm. <laughs> I, I
3: I hope, I mean, we both hope that, that he breaks through, but he hasn't shown any signs of that. Right. None. Um, yeah. And, and it would be fantastic if he plays lights out and wins lots of games other than when he's playing the Seahawks, of course, But, right, he's shown no signs of that whatsoever. And it really does seem like, oh, well, uh, let's just pick up a guy who at least has some experience in the league, but we know he's not really going to win. Yeah, how many, does he have, like, two starts?
2: Does he have two? He may have two.
3: I I know he's got one. Yeah. and he was horrible. And and he got hurt,
2: didn't he? I think he did.
3: And he is an awesome, I mean, he might be one of the nicest and best people and in the NFL and and smartest. Mm, uh, this guy could be running NASA next year next week for you that know, matter. For I mean, those who
2: don't know brilliant. Josh Dobbs, he, he played at the University of Tennessee, so we we know yeah. he, a great college quarterback.
3: He was, he's a great college quarterback for
2: Definitely sure. runs, so other teams need to be aware of that if, you, if they haven't really oh, Josh Dobbs, he can, he can run, he can run past you. But he was also uh uh he, he was in the, the space program at UT. Right. What what do you call those people? Astronauts. Something. No, aerospace engineering. Well, yeah, engineering. pretty much. He was an astronaut, basically. He?
3: Air, aerospace engineering. Yeah. Uh, And, and not like, oh, he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't muddle through it either. I mean, this guy's le- legit brilliant. And sure. by all reports, just a, an, an excellent human being. I mean, from what we saw of him when he was at Tennessee. So... Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think, like he, honestly, I think so when he was
2: playing at University of Tennessee, he took care of Steve McNair's people. I, I mean, that's just what I'm I – mean, maybe I've watched too much Peaky Blinders. I'm not sure, but that's my understanding.
3: <laughs> I think you have. I think you have.
2: But, right. Uh, Josh Dobbs is the Tommy Shelby of the NFL. <laughs> no, 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 he's seriously, he's a good dude, and, and yeah, we hope sure. he does well, except he's uh, when he's playing against the Seahawks. But it's, he has no business uh, – there's no reason to pick up a quarterback. The only reason – like if you picked up a quarterback this off season who hadn't been in your system very much, of course I guess they have a new system in Arizona, but anyway, um, and and you insert him as your starter, that right. unless it's a proven like Derek Carr or something, it's like that's a red flag. Yeah, agreed. I mean I know the Cardinals have so many fans anyway, but um, agreed, they sell well, out. And the other fans just, show
3: up. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's uh. You know, unless of course they're trying to tank, and as I like, I've seen a meme. It's like they they showed the USC quarterback whose name escapes me right now because I'm Caleb really enjoying this year. Yeah, Caleb. And it's like, oh look, he's 47 years old and he's still playing because he's trying to avoid mm-hmm. the playing for the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, my uh, my uh, joke. Um, some other, I think I was I guess, on some podcast, but maybe I said it on this one too. But my joke was that uh, the Cardinals are trying to tank so they get the first and second picks, but because it's the Cardinals, they're actually Pick up uh, Caleb Williams one and Drake May number two because like you know, why not? I have two quarterbacks. It's just like the the Washington did right when they get uh, had uh, yeah. RG three and Kirk Cousins. I don't Great know, sweet. but uh, the whole point of this is that hopefully the Cardinals sink and hopefully they lose twice to the Seahawks because uh, that would be two wins for the Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks could have two wins against the Rams. That would be four wins and trying to get to the postseason. Maybe ten wins gets there if you can get those four. It's a big step towards that. So saying that, week one is almost a must-win game the way the schedule lines up later in the season, isn't it? Sure. Mr. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, with the, the replenishment that is the Rams currently based on what they lost this offseason and no Coop, Cooper Cup, right? Seattle has to win this game.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, because this is... Okay, well, technically, sure they could they could go 15 and one if they lose this game, but they're not going to.
2: Hopefully, they're 16 and one. Like they forfeited some games. Oh, yeah, I
3: forgot. Oh god, I hate this stupid 17 game <laughs> schedule. But it's just if better for get...
2: math if, if you like. Yeah,
3: you know, it's so easy. It's like, okay, for the first half of this first half of the season, we'll we're going to start at, stop at the halftime of this game. Stupid <laughs> ass NFL. Um, but. Yeah, this is one of those that they have. This is a game that you should have in your pocket, right? Because like you said, the Rams are much depleted because they mortgage their future to win the Super Bowl. And a lot of people would say that's a smart move. I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's a fact, right? They they mortgage their future to win the Super Bowl. And their best player is out. (sighs) Okay, their best player on offense is out. And without him, you're going to see a lot of Tyler Higby. A lot. I mean, we were anyway, right? Because the Seahawks historically over the past few years have said, oh, you're a tight end, right this way to the end zone. So <laughs> that's got to change.
2: Especially lately without KJ. Oh,
3: Jesus. So that has to change. And I think it will for several reasons we'll get into, but they're going to be will relying we? on him a lot.
2: We'll forget. We'll forget everything we just said. Yeah, That's true. We're good at yeah, that.
3: Let's just go to the Rob Gordons. Um, Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speaking of the Rob Gordons are actually Seahawks centric today. Yeah, for once. Why don't why don't you go ahead and tell us or tell the fans, the millions of listeners. And last week we had over sixteen listens. So why don't you go ahead and, and <laughs> tell people what the Rob Gordons are today,
3: Todd? Well, since this is opening the regular season, we'll probably have seventeen. Uh so which would Rob match Gordon's the number more,
2: of games in an NFL season. Regular season the
3: most important Seahawks for the two thousand twenty
2: Three oh, you didn't get my text. Games. I said 2017. <gasps> it was a throwback to, I have to change, six years ago.
3: I have to change, let's see, uh, four names. Okay, no problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, 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 and the reason I did six years ago is because, uh, you know, you can divide six into 17. It doesn't go but, evenly, but you can divide it. You can
3: divide things. it, yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyway, I don't know what the
3: hell we were talking about. Yeah, this is a game that, that see? has to be in their pocket, right? Because uh, 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 three Elena
2: Morissette. See, the Canadians are already rubbing off on you. Oh, I like the the Canadians rub. Oh, can I say this real fast? It has nothing to do with football because the show is just going to be like this the whole time. When you were traveling, no, 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 you have to say it real fast. When you were traveling, the, when you were traveling <laughs> through from from South Florida to Toronto. And and you were you, you got here and it was it's fairly humid and Toronto, it was warm. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. what did I say?
3: It's not Toronto. It's not Toronto, it's Toronto.
2: Anyway, on your way to Montreal. It, it's like memorable. Then, <laughs> memorable. That's right. Toronto. Um slide I'm like one of the characters from Letterkenny. I'm just mumble more words. So um but anyway, so you, you got thing. here and did you say he Republican? Mumble thing. Out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got here and you were like, oh, this doesn't it doesn't feel it feels kind of cool to me. Yeah. And so um, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So last weekend when we didn't have the show, I was on vacay, which we usually do the week before the season start, before all the craziness starts. And we were in a southern state uh, further south, a very subtropical state. And it was extremely humid on a, a barrier island. And the sun was just so intense and it was crazy. And then I got back home and it was, you know, upper 80s and it felt like you said, it felt cool. It was like, oh, this doesn't feel I'm not even sweating. It's just yeah. crazy. And, but you were so used to living in, in South Florida and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, You're roommates wrong. with Jalen Ramsey pre-injury. Yeah. True, true. Um, and so my point is, you hit you hurt Jalen Ramsey on purpose. Didn't you Didn't you trip him? So what you did? I, did? I did. You went all Steve McNair on him.
3: Threw at my cane. <laughs> Get off my porch, Jalen <laughs> Ramsey.
2: <laughs> Put him on your team though. Anyway, what? what the hell are we talking
3: about? <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> um
3: Yeah. Shitty so, Seahawks shit for some reason. Anyway, yes, it's humid where the Seahawks play. Uh Oh
2: my point is the Seahawks don't play in Atlanta. That was it that was it.
3: Thank God for that, because the 12s would be so pissed
2: oh, off. Yeah, it would be. It would be.
3: I go Atlanta? It's like, it's going to take five hours to get to the game once I'm in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. I actually oh, avoided f- Atlanta both times.
3: One of my favorite memes ever is, like, it takes an hour to get to Atlanta from Atlanta, which is <laughs> – and that's when the traffic is good, and that is
2: absolutely true. That's what I was telling you when you are traveling up, up here up yonder uh-huh. to you from florida is that you know it's it's 12 hours from where you are but it's uh only four hours if you avoid atlanta
3: <laughs> exactly it's about the truth oh my lord atlanta
2: you suck i'm sorry but
3: yes it was warm here this past week it was actually in the 90s although it, in fahrenheit because it was in the 90s in celsius mm, that would be <laughs> bad but uh and it was quite warm and it was humid but it's in florida that would be termed a cold snap. So yeah, I mean it's just it's just what you're used to, right? So,
2: so what is it right now?
3: Oh right now it's I think about seventy three. Yeah. Oh, oh it's so awful. Yeah,
2: What's it's, it gonna be next week? Let's, Let's go, go ahead and week. do the ten 70. day forecast for toronto
3: Over the next five days expect a slightly cooling effect in the evenings with thirty percent humidity and lows oh, dipping into nice. the fifteens that's Celsius of course. Anyway, yeah it should be Hurricane humidity hurricane uh we'll probably have more of an effect from hurricane lee thank you very much then you're welcome. Uh, florida will apparently although they never know what hurricanes but yeah apparently it's already dipped down to category four from cat five which is luckily
2: i'll, I'll pick back up
3: i'm just kind of resting nowhere
2: yeah. my rage knows no bounds
3: <laughs> anyway seahawks speaking of rage, that Se- seahawks, no yeah.
2: uh so yeah so um that said we've we've covered cooper cup <laughs> And this is great. We're twenty, 20 minutes to, in. do we um,
3: talk about one player. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's not even a Seahawk. Um no, but so, so we know Jamal Adams is gonna miss. We know that Kenny McIntosh is gonna miss. So not a big deal because neither player has played, you know, in training camp recently and didn't play in the preseason. And we didn't expect Adams who knew what was gonna go on with Adams. Um, I, I I think you know they they have to rest seven players, but thankfully, other than the key players, it looks like everyone is going to play. Even Witherspoon has a chance, even though I think they should hold him out week one. And it looks like Trey Brown's going to start at cornerback. So basically, the defense shapes up the way we basically had a good idea uh, of Boye Mafe, Maffe, Taylor is going to play. He's going to back up. I'm assuming uh, Boye Mafe. So overall, the health is, shouldn't be a factor for the seahawks entering week one hopefully there will be no injuries at all during the season that's not going to happen but hopefully it will yeah
3: so
2: so that said i the toughest matchups to me are obviously aaron donald versus the seattle offense right because (laughs) the the rams haven't i mean they didn't really they lost a lot of talent overall seattle should be able to score on the rams unless aaron taylor aaron taylor aaron taylor what's hell? <laughs> he was a guy from uh yeah, a, he's, he's a, a, backstreet boys or something anyway yeah,
3: he's uh, playing craven coming up aaron taylor just. anyway yes
2: yeah. for the kraken this year but aaron donald uh, disrupts the whole thing um yeah. which brings me to the point of I don't know. I don't know what I'm, I'm saying. I'm just laughing because I knew there wasn't a point. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that the center position. Now Seattle got lucky last yeah. year because they didn't they didn't face Aaron Donald at all, right? And so Austin Blythe wasn't an issue. But Seattle got better at center with Evan Brown. Now they're gonna double team Aaron Donald, obviously. But Evan Brown could earn his contract this season. For how well he plays against Aaron Donald in both games this year, right? So okay. if he's able to neutralize Aaron Donald, With and help. Aaron Donald doesn't have a huge effect on the game, how many points do you think the Seahawks can put up against this Rams defense? Um,
3: how many points can they put up? Uh, over forty. I don't think they will, but they, but they could.
2: How many I, do I you just... think they will? Uh. Three. What?
3: Said... No. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to stick with my prediction that I gave for the entire season. And I think I said, yeah, I said only 24.
2: Really? 24? That sounds, yeah. I mean, you just never know with week one, right? And literally. And that's happen why. With and anything. that's
3: why. Because the offense isn't going to be quite in sync yet. Well, I think the offense won't be quite in sync yet. Uh, it should be because basically the core unit is all the same, right? Uh, Evan Brown is true. But the offensive line is the same across the board other than Evan Brown. And he's, like you said, he's an upgrade in Austin Blythe.
2: Yeah, and Haynes played enough last year where he's really, he was a defunct starter by the end of the season. So that's not a, there's no change there, as you're saying.
3: Yeah, I mean, Brown is, uh, he's excellent in pass blocking, according to PFF. Um, So, like you said, he's not going to neutralize Aaron Donald on his own. No one can, but with help. Right, if he can neutralize... Yeah, no, Medvedev on
2: a hard court, could.
3: <laughs> it's not that podcast, sir. <laughs> but if he can, yeah, he's earned his contract. And it's going to be really hard for Olu to break in to the starting lineup. I still think he will, but we'll see. Um, But not today. But other than that, yeah, I mean, the core is all the same, so they should be in sync, but it's a division game. You and... said in sync
2: after I said Aaron Taylor. I planted that in your mind.
3: That's how we got to go. Uh, it's just it, division games are always tough. I mean, we know that. I mean, we've been ragging on the cards sure. and the Cardinals, they suck, man. They're well, heck,
2: get, even oh, when the Rams yeah. were not good before Sean McVay, they still gave Seattle fits.
3: Exactly. And the Cardinals, as bad as they are, uh, they are still problematic for the Hawks because it's a division game. That's just how it is.
2: And so, they picked up L.J. Collier.
3: Whew. Hey. Look out. Dang. That when hurts. he's
2: not a healthy scratch, he is somewhat productive.
3: <laughs> yeah, him, him. Uh, there was an article, not from our site, but they were talking about Collier News. Uh, kind of, kind of alluded to that he was talking smack up about Seahawks, and he's like, he wasn't. It he was wasn't. Just
2: a, no. He just it said was it wasn't a good like, fit no. for him.
3: Yeah, exactly. Which is accurate, <laughs> it, clearly, because clearly it wasn't.
2: It's exactly. You know, what course, Carlos Alcaraz said before the match with Medvedev for yesterday, this just was <laughs> not a good fit for me. Tying it all in somehow. Will
3: you you just go ahead and mention the the, the name of uh, your tennis site, please, like four or five times, let's get it out of your system.
2: (laughs) Atp.com. No, um, that's it. That's
3: it. Thank you, Niffin. We (laughs) appreciate that contribution.
2: (laughs) Hashtag our media. Oh God. Breaking news. Per reports, anybody can read on social media.
3: This beer might only be four point seven percent, but it drinks like it's seven point four, and I like it. Um, it's
2: a sneaky seven point. Yeah, just
3: because, just because. The, like
2: Danny Masterson. Is,
3: oh Jesus! Um, I don't think he's Jesus. <laughs> division games are tough. So, uh, would I be surprised if the Seahawks roll up thirty-five or forty-five? Which would be awesome. Uh, I'd be surprised if they rolled up forty-five, but thirty-five, I would not be a bit surprised at all. I just. I just when I wrote that article I did not think I, that because it was a not overly optimistic prediction for the season so therefore I didn't go wild with any of my predictions. Um I don't think I even have them scoring 40 in in any games. Uh picking yeah picking a team to score 40
2: times. yeah well maybe P- picking any team to score 40 is just because that's like the high end right. It's just like n- nobody I mean, unless it's like the Rams in the late 90s or something like that. It's like you don't pick a team to really score 40. 24 sounds – as long as 24 is enough to win, I mean, that's totally fine. Right. Right? It's really it, – you don't know how it's going to – because no. the Rams are going to want to shorten the game, right, probably. I would assume without Cup, they're going to want to run the ball and see if test if Seattle's actually better against the the run this year. And, uh, and if they're able to sustain – Drives, you know, maybe field goals instead of touchdowns, hopefully. But if they're able to sustain drives by eating up clock by running, I mean, that's going to make the game a lot shorter. Right. So that's going to give, obviously, Seattle's offense fewer drives to have the ball. So um, but yeah, I, I mean, 24 sounds right. I, he, literally, and I, and I, like you said, Rams, you don't know with week one.
3: And i am given the Rams 13. I, I think the Seahawks
2: 13,000. You think they're going to score 13,000 no. points?
3: Yeah, I think they'll they'll the Hawks will hit ha- will win this game easily i mean twenty four thirteen can be kind of a tough game, but I think the Seahawks are gonna kind of coast on this one but i mean twenty four thirteen it'll be one of those games is like and the score does not reflect how well you know the the hawks played it'll be one of those so uh yeah yeah but like you said uh back in uh, november of twenty three not two thousand three twenty
2: three that uh the year twenty three
3: yeah, the year 23. Yeah, the Hawks have to win this game because when you're playing the Rams and they don't have one of the uh, most dangerous weapons in the entire league, let alone on their team, and they really don't have anyone to step up for them, you have to win that game. So, yeah, if, if they lose this game, it, of course, it doesn't mean anything for the rest of their, their games, but that's, no. that they're, they're already one game behind night. It's,
2: it's kind of like the Chiefs, not Chiefs fans, because yes. I think they were logical. But people saying, "Oh, the season," it's like it's it's literally one game.
3: It yeah, means nothing. Game.
2: It Means they're not going to be undefeated. They That's lo- all it they, means.
3: Yeah, they lost on a, on a deflected pass that wound up being a pick six. I mean, you know, it's one of those that they have to change that stat. That is not an interception on, on, on the quarterback. It's like you can you can argue and say, well, if he had placed it perfectly then the receiver would have caught it. But there are times when I it is he placed have. perfectly because that was a good pass. The guy should have caught the ball. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He dropped three or four passes in that game. Right. That were, just, man, That's just talk about. I know uh, and Tony Cordarius, Cordarius, right? That's his name. Tony um, <clears throat> deleted his ex or Twitter. I would have, too. I don't blame him for that because he's going to just get hate from that right. for weeks. Yep. Um I mean, if I, social media is is, if I were a celebrity, I know some celebrities, some athletes don't do social media anyway. Right. I, I think that's the smart thing to do because what are you? are going to hear how much do we hear negative versus positive? A lot more yeah. negative, right? People just like to be negative on social media.
3: They they like to be negative in everything. I mean, we talked Agreed. about it. We both worked in customer service for for. Unfortunately, decades.
2: I worked and for the Arizona Cardinals for decades. I mean, just no, I'm Jesus, just that's that's customer. Just want to give your tickets back. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we
3: can get your tickets to a to a single A softball game instead. Like, like <laughs> yes, true. please. That's
2: true.
3: I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, but Michigan University of Michigan did a, did a study and ten times as many people. Ten times as many people would make negative comments as opposed to positive comments. So the people who who get good service or have a good experience, like in any realm, they kind of take it for granted. It's like, yeah, that's cool. But if you're not happy, you're going to let somebody know like immediately. And absolutely that that translates, unfortunately, perfectly to social media. It's too much of this like ah. as mm-hmm. opposed to, wow, that was great.
2: Yeah, we, we wrote an article yesterday, a couple oh, we wrote several articles yesterday, but we wrote one and um got some feedback on Twitter <clears throat> about negative negative feedback, a couple a couple of negative feedbacks. Mostly it was just bland. But the negative feedbacks that I saw I actually liked because they were like, Well, I think they didn't say, Oh, you're wrong in it. They were like, Oh I I disagree because of blah blah blah. That
3: That's the is point what of social media. To, Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> If you disagree and you have a reason for disagreeing, and you state that reason. Yes. That's wonderful. Even if we don't agree with your reasoning, like you have a thought behind it, like yep. that's awesome because uh, we both write for fan sided. This podcast is a fan sided podcast. It's fan sided. We are yeah. not experts. We're fans. These are I don't, according
2: opinions. to one person who hates on us. We're media.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. You got your credentials. It's was like, when are you doing the Super Bowl? Um, exactly. Which, by the way, uh, a so are you doing, the Super, are you doing ours,
2: the Super Bowl this year? That's awesome.
3: Raphael Haynes, he is an accredited uh, member of the National Football League professional. <laughs>
2: isn't it, Isn't it funny, though, that uh, I'm glad you brought up Raphael Haynes? Because so many people that we've done had on as guests over the yeah. thousands of years we've done a podcast. I have just gone so far beyond us. Isn't that a good feeling?
4: (laughs) And and honestly,
2: they deserve it.
4: I'm not saying, I'm not complaining. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: at all I'm, I'm happy for him i know um, it's like i saw that it's like oh my
3: god that is so cool i was so yeah. i was so happy honestly i was so happy for him i felt like i had gotten my credentials was like this is so freaking awesome because yeah it's people that we've talked to and and you know they started well they didn't start out like grind away
2: work their ass off
3: exactly exactly right it is such a grind and they just applied themselves and and here we are
2: <laughs> <laughs> Still doing a podcast. I but had a
3: seriously such that, that is just awesome. I love seeing that.
2: Had a discussion with uh, uh, one of the people at AudioFix, the, the music site that that I am part of. Um, and he had a podcast. I looked up a podcast. Nothing wrong with it. Um, but they're all like twelve or fourteen minute episodes, just about whatever. And he was like, "Yeah, I do a podcast. What's oh, podcast?" I was like, "Yeah," I said, "I've done a." He's like, everybody and their brother has a podcast. And I was like, yeah. I said, we've had one for 14 years now, I guess. 13, 14 years. Yeah. So crazy. we just keep kind of changing the name of it to fit our needs. But it's basically <laughs> the same same thing. <laughs> that's
3: true. That's true. It's the same show. It's like, okay. It is. I'm like, yeah, we're going to weave in the Seahawks because this is the 12-man-rising Seahawks <laughs> that's right. podcast presented by Fansided. But, it's so, like... <laughs> What did you think about Peaky Blinders this
2: week? Exactly. When Fan Sighted gets, when, they're, when they figure out, oh, this this show sucks, then we'll just, oh, okay, fine. Take a week off. Hey, I've got an idea for a music podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, do that. And it's the same podcast.
3: Same podcast. Same podcast. Over and over. We'll
2: talk Seahawks. We'll talk something else. We'll not make sense. And then we'll finish you know with our
3: recordings. You know what we need to do? We need to transcribe this podcast so next week we can just read the script. And it will That's literally true. be the same podcast. And people will like, go, why the hell are you talking about the Rams? <laughs> That's right.
2: <true. laughs> exactly. Don't actually, they know we're I,
3: playing the one no Lions?
2: <laughs> I actually wrote in a, a music order because <laughs> I was like, I've got to come combine some stuff somehow. I've got to come up with ideas. I actually wrote an article on, and it makes sense, <laughs> sure about does. Pearl Jam and Chris Chilios, who used to play for the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh. Um. Because okay. recently, uh, actually this past week, uh, Chelios was, he's big, good friends with Eddie Vetter who's from Chicago. who's a well, singer. Of yeah, and they had him up on stage and uh, announced that, hey, your jersey is being retired. It's like, oh, cool. So I was like, oh, I can fit that into a music site. <laughs> Thank God, it's something I know about more than music. I know sports. Um, which, which brings me to my point of the whole podcast. Are you ready, sir, for Toronto Maple Leafs hockey? I pre- am. Have, I looking, have you prepped? Are you ready for the season?
3: I am not ready for the season, but I was looking up ticket prices and it's like,
2: oh, hockey, yeah, good luck on that.
3: Hockey tickets are a little pricey compared to because I was like, okay, I could go see the, the Jays or Maple Leafs are opening soon. It's like, I can go see the Blue Jays for 25 bucks. Of course, you know, no well, they're season, pricey that's in Nashville.
2: To see the Predators, who are fine. um, But yeah. Toronto, I can only imagine what the prices are like
3: uh they started at 285 so i'm not gonna dollars 85 yeah it was a good deal um that's like a, like a two so but that's canadian <laughs> that's canadian so you know in american dollars it's like 37 cents but <laughs> yeah 285 is like Ooh, we're gonna save up for this because this is an event this is not just oh let's go see that's them true. like i mean i that's, really that's was surprised because like lucky yeah. I, I, I i i've not lost my mind right hockey they do play like more than eight
2: home they games play right it's not the exact same number of games as the nba 82
3: yeah yeah it's 82 games they've got 41 home games and they're not priced it, you know it's like mm. oh, they're
2: good i mean they're a decent team i know they've made some changes this whole yeah, team, yeah, yeah. but they're still a good team well for years they weren't um right, right. but but yeah i mean that yeah, makes sense plus it's it's the I, mean, I can only imagine what toronto is like yeah. when it gets to be hockey season
3: oh yeah i mean because you see you see people wearing Leafs jerseys all the time like all yeah. the time
2: when they yell Which, 69 you know, you in should. toronto it's it's not even about the the stuff it's about like just oh, no. remembering the good old days
3: oh no or it's maybe about,
2: both ways i don't know it's it's about the stuff um <laughs>
3: cause that's the last time the, never mind um okay so you say
2: nithin mind is that what you said nithin mind"? Like, nith mind i did you say that you always got to say hashtag in our media after you say that
3: I did say that. Anyway, so what do you think will <laughs> happen
2: about with what the, with the Maple Leafs with the Seahawks and the Rams? Oh, um, I think the Maple Leafs will be fine this year. I don't think. Um, so um, <laughs> yeah, man, you know how it is. I, I hate predicting that Seahawks will ever win because I feel like I jinx it. So I'm gonna okay, say so? Ram, Rams 59, Seahawks 4. I think they'll get two safeties. Yes, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Both both times on Cooper Cup because he's just going to try to get out there anyway. Actually,
2: uh, there will be special team safeties. I think they'll sack. Or sack. They'll, <laughs> I know football. Uh, they will tackle the punter in the end zone for two safeties.
3: And it'll so be Jake Bobo both times.
2: Probably will be. I I, I, actually, actually that reminds me. So um, things I'm looking forward to in this game. I, I do think the Seahawks ooh, should win. Ooh. They're better on paper. It's at home. Yeah. There's no excuse for for losing this game, no, other than no, that it's week one. Um, but yeah, some yeah, things I'm know, looking It's, it's week one for the Rams too, so they should win. That's true. Uh, but some things I'm looking forward to is obviously the crowd reaction to Bobby Wagner being back uh, for his first real game. Uh, oh Jake, God. yeah, Jake Bobo to see he might get 15 to 20, snaps, especially with Smith and Jigba playing. Right. The the importance and number of snaps that Bobo pl- gets is diminished, but hopefully it's when he is on the field, you know, he makes a, I'd love it. If he made like a big couple of splash plays, that would, the crowd would be insane. Oh,
3: he's getting a touchdown. I mean, if I, I swear, I, I mean, didn't even I, laugh I, at that.
2: Cause I was like, that's
3: I never very say possible. Yeah. I never like, Oh, I guarantee you blah, blah, blah. But I am more confident that Jake Boba will get a touchdown than I am confident that the Hawks will win this game. And I am very confident hmm. the Hawks will win this game just because it, because it doesn't make sense because he's the fourth receiver. But, right. but it, because he's not very fast and he, and honestly, he's white. I mean, it's the, to me, it's the Larry Bird effect.
2: It is 100% you know? the Larry Bird you know, it's effect.
3: Like, it's like, oh, it's like, I don't have to worry about this guy. Why, why else would they just leave this guy wide open? DK Metcalf even came out and said he's been talking to him, DK freaking Metcalf, who to this point in his career, is ahead of Megatron for Christ's sake in stats. I, look it up. Google that. That's bit.
2: true. He had a better offense and better. To
3: this to this point, DK Metcalf is ahead of Megatron. I mean, that's a fact. And you know, and I bring that up because he was constantly compared to Megatron coming out, and and rightly so. He has publicly said he's talking to Jake Bobo about his game because he can. He says he gets open. He can do things I can't do. Yep. What, what the hell said. does that tell you about Jake Bobo? And what does that tell you about DK Metcalf?
2: Right. And, and and just for those humans that are listening, I know there's a bunch of cats. We have a huge cat audience. Um, <laughs> but um, and they would never listen to what I'm about to say. But for those for those humans out there, um, you can learn. It sounds like it's totally non Seahawks related, but you can learn. Anything from someone, even if the person is the worst possible person at your place of work, there is something that you can pick up on to make yourself better. I mean, I do that when we when we have new writers at the sites or anything, and especially if they have experience and they'll be like, oh, let me know if you have any. A bunch of them will be like, let me know if you have any feedback because I'm like, if you see something I'm doing that you think I can do better, it goes both ways. I'm, absolutely. I am not one of these. I mean, certain things with formatting, it's like I I know what I'm doing because I've done it long yeah. enough, and fan side tells me what to do. But when it when it comes yeah. to like anything else, titles of art, it could be anything. I mean, yeah, I'm willing absolutely. to listen, and and so that's and not that I'm DK Metcalf in this situation, but it is. It goes to show you what a first of all you, good person is, because a an you, arrogant sir, person doesn't listen.
3: You sir are the Megatron of 12th Man Rising
2: that's that's what my my Twitter handle says. Um, it doesn't doesn't say that. Maybe I should change it. No, that's too arrogant. But um, yeah, it goes to show you that while he, I mean, DK Metcalf's yeah. just kind of a fun guy, but he takes his job yeah. seriously. And if he's if you're willing to listen to someone who has had any any bit of of success at any level, there's something you can learn from them. And I, I think it speaks volumes of of DK. It, and Jake Bobo obviously
3: exactly exactly you stole my thunder you son of a gun uh y- yeah City?
2: because no, they stole that from the sonics
3: or. yeah not so much yeah they need to they need to like give that team back well not that team uh but the sonics need to come back but e- exactly right it's like it speaks volumes of Jake Bobo what he's able to do and especially DK Metcalf this guy is a megastar and he's listening, he's publicly, not that he's just seeking this guy out, this freaking undrafted free agent rookie. He's publicly saying that he's talking to him and asking him for advice. What the hell does that tell you about DK Metcalf as a person? As I read that as like, oh my God, that is phenomenal. Yeah. That, and and to me, that's that's what sets the Seahawks apart from other teams, is the Seahawks actively go after people like that. They look for players like that who are constantly trying to better themselves and that are just – they're good people. It doesn't always work out, obviously. We know that, right? But that's what they're looking for. Uh, I I saw that. as like, oh, my God. That just – to me, that encapsulates the Seahawks right there. It's like here you have this massive star, easily one of the best wide receivers in the league. I mean, no one – Cardinals guy wouldn't dispute that. And he publicly says like, yeah – this this uh, undrafted free agent, just this, this dude who can barely crack five o in the forty. Yeah, I'm talking to him about dude. How do you how do you do this? How do you do that? It's like, wow.
2: But and and he, McCaff is one of the better receivers in the league. But he, I don't. I feel like he could still be. He absolutely. hasn't reached his peak. He had thirteen hundred three no. yards. What two years ago? Whatever, which right. is a franchise record. But it's still it was kind of a quiet thirteen oh three, right? It wasn't like, oh, you know, he's he's right. clearly now from from this point on one of the top ten receivers in the league. I feel like this year could be his year to really break out because of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Because I think if Smith and is gonna take more snaps and reps away from Lockett than he does Metcalf. I think Metcalf can get open deeper more this year because of Smith and Jigba. So I think I think so. Met- you brought this up maybe last podcast. I think with Lockett having more catches than Metcalf, I think that's still true. I think Metcalf has more explosive plays this year. Also, oh, yeah. if he if he reverts back to his red zone catch percentage, which was really low last year compared to his career average, then he's gonna have fourteen touchdowns. Because he could almost Easy. had fourteen last year. And he Easy. should be more open unless yeah, and, and, Jake Bobo and, steals his thunder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, to, and to the Megatron comparison, I definitely want to clarify, to this point, because th- I'm pretty sure this is the season that Megatron yeah, came. Megatron. Right. And yeah. so Metcalf, has, he has to take that next step up, like you said. And yeah, he's not. He could definitely improve his game. I mean, we talked about that so many times. If, if Metcalf had the, the physical skills that he has, but he had the football skills of Tyler Lockett he would be the best wide receiver to yeah,
2: have 17, okay. 1,800 yards. I, I mean, the offense
3: in his sleep,
2: the offense holds him back a little bit, just the way it's designed, but sure. but it's designed to be overall successful, not to feature one player. Exactly.
3: And that's exactly what you want. Why would you want a team that is like, oh, let's 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 feed this guy the ball and let's yeah. make sure he gets I mean, when to, Dean Smith's let your let offensive
2: feed. coordinator. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God, you went there. I'm so proud of you. <laughs>
2: and I say um, that as a. As a
3: home yeah, yeah exactly anyway, uh
2: oh, but that reminds me one of the receivers for the for North Carolina is suspended for the season um, he uh goes to show you the quality of the NCAA so uh this guy transferred he's transferred twice um and so this is his first year in North Carolina first year he didn't play much, it was a smaller school or sorry a bigger school, and he transferred to a smaller school. And one of the reasons he left the first school was to because he was having – he needed some mental health issues uh, helped. So he switched to a school that would help him, and he hadn't yet played very much. So now he, he's he gone. He transferred to North Carolina this year because he's a good fit for the, someone to try to be in the NFL. Well, the NCAA has decided, oh, no, nope, even though he turned in all the paperwork, you can't play this year because of our two transfer rule. It's like the the NCAA nice. just picks and chooses what it wants to do. Yes, it, they it's do. shameful. It shouldn't be an organization. They have no control clearly over the conferences, which we haven't even talked about. Oh, um Jesus. or oh. or diminishing conferences. I mean they allowed Pac-10, Pac-12 to just be gone asunder. Um which is yeah. a shame. Um yeah. but yeah, and they still because they they can't they can't uh, bully schools, but they can bully individual players, which is just a shame in the right. way they handle things. It is. It's. And Matt Mac Brown, if you trouble. haven't read Mac Brown's reaction to the whole thing, he he does it in a very Mac Brown way. He's not like <laughs> he's not Sean Payton, um, but he <laughs> he, he goes. It's a, just look it up. Very long on like how upset he is at the NCAA and why. Very eloquently said. Why he is upset at the NCAA? I mean, it's just a shame that the college football. I mean, college football obviously feeds into the NFL. So college football players are going to sometimes be Seahawks, and we want to watch those players play in college. Like, oh, maybe if that person ended up in Seattle, that'd be great. It's just the the NFL is the clean. Sounds strangely enough, is the cleaner brother of the of college football, which is just ridiculously not
3: sad, isn't it? Sold. But it's true. Yeah, because the NFL in so many ways is a, is a Is a train wreck. Uh, I mean, it's a money-making machine, and you know, of course, that's should be their main goal because it's a business. It's a business. As as, as much as we we like to think of it, oh, sports are great, blah, blah, blah. The NFL is not about sports; it's about making money. The way they make money is by entertaining you, and that's all it is. And and if it if it feeds into their their bottom line, they're for it. If it doesn't, they're against it. But they are a much better organization. Than the NCAA, which is really the same, has the same goal. They just want to make, make money. money.
2: Exactly. They claim,
3: they claim that they're there to support the athlete. And it's like, that's they, really uh,
2: comical. Yeah. I mean, just this, I'm so shocked. They even changed the, the, the NIL thing. That, that, that that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. That um, is shocking. Instead of, well, I mean, they were going
3: Yeah. Well, they were going to lose. They probably would have wound up losing more money and actually probably would have just been broken apart and, and lost lost their existence Except for the sec
2: so. sec is like a it's like a it's like a yeah. formation of saturn right it's just this big gaseous <laughs> thing where it's just co- collecting all this stuff from the universe
3: oh my god no anyway, when does the acc fold into the sec
2: well you know the acc they picked <laughs> up those uh, atlantic coast teams california and stanford so <laughs> if you flip if you flip the map around they're it's they're on the Atlantic coast. All the rest of the team still moves so to the Pacific coast, but that's um dope. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Atlantic coast conference is like,
3: I don't, I don't
2: know. Yeah. I mean, who knows what's going to happen one day, right? We're going to have like four conferences at some uh, point. Eventually we'll, have
3: two. eventually we'll have two, you know,
2: the, just big, be, the big 10 or big, whatever. And then the, the yeah, SEC. Yeah, the,
3: the big, whatever and the sec. And that's going to be, and it.
2: you know, who's going to win all the, all the championships, the sec.
3: The SEC. Uh, it, I mean, seriously,
2: I don't I, want to play in a cold. I'd rather go to Florida. I'm a
3: bit surprised that in ten years, honestly, it, and it seems ridiculous, but who thought the Pac-12 was going dis- to disappear literally in a year? <laughs> it's like in, in one a matter
2: year, of days.
3: Gone. Well, yeah, absolutely insane. So,
2: but I don't, I don't blame Washington no. for for leaving. I mean, they're smart enough to realize this is a dying enterprise. Pac- and, and, people, and,
3: and again, people because Ten, it comes down to the money and the Pac-12 100%. absolutely screwed themselves and they screwed their their members. Yeah. And by, people on the
2: Big Ten are like uh, uh, people are complaining. It's like, oh, well, you know, you've got Ohio State and you got Washington. These people are having to fly back and forth. They do it anyway, first of all. And secondly, then you still have Washington and USC. You still have things happening I mean, yep. you just have a you should just split it into West East. Maybe that's what they're doing anyway. I don't know. But
3: I would I would imagine they would. Anyway, is,
2: is Ohio State and USC a rivalry? Uh, hell, I mean, who want, who doesn't want that? As it should be, right? I, I mean, Michigan and I mean, Michigan and Washington could be. Michi- I mean, the, Michigan the both and
3: Washington. Exactly.
2: High end yep. ac- academic schools. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then there's Michigan State and. Oregon. Actually, that next, makes sense. Michigan State and Oregon makes sense. Next
3: year, Stanford and Duke.
2: Stan- yeah, I mean, and there's ACC. Especially a considering of, what Duke did. Yeah, you um, got Duke, Virginia, Sta- Stanford, Cal. I mean, you've got a lot of yeah high quality academic schools there. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown. No, I'm just kidding. Which, so, will, uh, which will
3: eventually, like within ten years, that they'll all be in the SEC. Um. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so uh, Wow that was a, so we've got that US Open final women's finals today by the way Sabalenka versus Coco Golf um, got the new number this is the first time in open era that the that all the four mixed doubles doubles women's singles men's singles there will be a new number 1 when the rankings come out next week Crazy. it's never happened before it's insane um Sabalenka will be the new number 1 on WTA. Djokovic goes back to being number 1 for a short time probably on the ATP. Um but Sabalenka versus Coco Coco golf is just since she hired Brad Gilbert as her coach in July has lost a couple of t- matches and on a roll be fantastic. She's got the personality, 19 year old. Yeah. Kid would be fantastic for women's tennis, and um, n- nothing wrong with Sabalenka. I, I really like the joy that she plays with, and the sense of humor. I sent you that tweet where the, like the the opponent hit the ball back towards her, and she was just like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then on the men's side, you've got a uh, uh, little known Novak Djokovic, um, yes. against uh, Daniil uh, Medvedev, um, who actually beat Djokovic in twenty twenty one U S Open final um I've, i to be uh, outdoor outdoor hardcore uh, medvedev i think medvedev wins in four sets it's kind of a tougher matchup than alcaraz would have been but anyway it's it's just uh it's been and if you haven't watched any todd speaking to you if you haven't seen any medvedev clips just on his guy's hilarious but he's so deadpan yeah. it, um like he looked in, he was playing uh rublev earlier this week yeah, good yeah. friends they've known each other forever both russians and he looks at the camera because it's sweltering conditions yeah. and they're refusing to close the roof and Mevedev looks at the camera he's like somebody's gonna die out here yeah
3: yeah know. and, and uh, what's funny is that is that that's being reported as like that was a dead serious Is like he's not serious that somebody's gonna die but half serious. Yeah, that's, that's the thing the, with the with
2: point. him is is, is is he's so dead pain you don't know like yeah. uh, do you see this post-match interview last night and he was talking about, he was like, yeah, it was 5-3, and uh, in between serves, is some Spanish guys started yelling, trying to disrupt the match, but uh, now they get to go to bed sooner. <laughs> I was like, well, it's cold ass. <laughs> Shit, right there. I mean, it's funny because that's what he does. He's a hilarious guy, and I've heard that off the court, that's but awesome. I, he's just got a, I don't know, his game. But yeah. Uh, so I think uh, Coco Goff wins, and, and uh, Medvedev wins in four sets tomorrow. So we'll see. I hope.
3: I hope it's Joko um, again, aside from the, the one weird uh, thing he's got. Joko is awesome. I love Joko. Nothing yeah. against meditative. Cause like he said, he's a very cool human, but I like Joko better and God, I really want Coco to win. That would be so it
2: would be cool. 19. It feels like she's been around for years and she I mean, she has,
3: she, has. Decades. she has been around for years yeah, she's I mean,
2: 15, but I mean, she, it seems like she's been around for a decade.
3: Yeah, it does. Right. But um, she's, yeah. yeah i i really want her to be able to take that step forward because i think if she gets that if she gets this one then she's going to start rolling
2: yeah yeah i think i thought so, so and she could be number one for for a long time possibly could be. or she could lose in straight sets sabalink is really she's really good yeah, Dep- yeah. it'll be an inter- interesting match um so, that brings us to our Rob Gordons this week, which are, Todd, if you want to say what our Rob Gordons learn this week from Toronto.
3: most important Seahawks of the year 2020. Are we talking about the entire season or just this game? I'm thinking the entire...
2: Next decade, actually, is what I meant in my text.
3: Okay, well, that uh, it's correct.
2: Because I've got Drake May on mine. So.
3: Yeah, I've, I've got to change a couple names. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. I've got Drake May and this guy who's in 10th grade currently. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, yeah. Most important Seahawks of 2023, in our opinion, not counting Geno Smith, because Geno Smith should be number one, the quarterback. If it were Drew Locke Drew Locke would be number one. That's the way the NFL is designed nowadays. The quarterback is the most important person on the team. So,
3: and, and I will throw in on that is like I'm much. Mm, much less concerned about Drew Locke stepping in this season if he has to than I was last season because Drew Locke showed is like he's consistent enough that he can get the job done. I wasn't feeling yeah. that last season, so I think it'd be okay. I definitely want. There's no controversy. I'm not one really of these. Why is Gino playing? It's like Gino's playing because Gino should be playing, dumbass. That's why Gino's playing.
2: <laughs> I didn't watch last year. What happened? <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I want to throw in. I think you get props this week because you didn't go all pro Michigan State. You actually mentioned Michigan a couple of times. Um, so, Amazing, isn't so it? That's good. I know. I don't know if you got scolded from the family. Got scolded <laughs> from the family. <laughs> Sicilians called in. They were like, "Todd's were talking too much Spartan." Yeah.
3: I'm gonna, um. To carry those scars.
2: That's right. <laughs> 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 um. So anyway, yeah, five the most important Seahawks of so, 2023. And Todd, do you want to go with number five?
3: I will go with number five. My number five is, uh, as you previously mentioned, Boye Maffei. I'm not saying he will lead the team in sacks, although he certainly could. But I think he is the one player on that pass rush unit who could have the biggest past impact. Pass rush? Pass.
2: You know, last rush. year's pass
3: rush? Last year's pass rush. Yeah, because I think he could have the biggest impact by far by jumping up from three sacks to I seen him as having double digits and being an absolute force and not disappearing in other aspects of the game. Unlike the guy who he has supplanted, who I will not name because I like the guy personally.
2: I got to disagree. He doesn't disappear. I see him get pushed backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah. So, and and Mafe is, and that's the not thing. going to be much more of a complete player so far than yeah. that, that other guy. So I think uh, he's my number five. You're number five, sir.
2: Number five for me is a cheeseburger in paradise. It's uh, no. oh no. Nice. <laughs> really? I'm not a big Jimmy Buffett fan. I
3: mean, yeah, I was OK with Jimmy Buffett. like, But I never was a big fan. But it's like still it's like, yeah, I do like Margaritaville.
2: The restaurant? No. Good. The vibe,
3: the vibe
2: um
3: and it is five f- o'clock it is five o'clock somewhere,
2: according to Jimmy Buffett, so speaking of five uh my number five is uh <laughs> Jason Myers, the kicker because Ooh, I, good call. I I mean that could be low hanging fruit. I only bring up Jason Myers because the Seahawks play a ton of close games, yeah uh, either by design or just that's the way I don't think it's low hanging
3: fruit I didn't think of oven and clearly I mean your kicker.
2: Well, I've got uh, Michael Dixon left and stole third. No, <laughs> well, there
3: you go. And then DJ and, and Jason I've Meyers. just got
2: special teams. Nick Belore <laughs> is number one. Um, <laughs> Speaking
3: of, and you've named two of the team captains. Um, <laughs> oh,
2: that's crazy. Yeah, we got to mention that, right? Team captains no this year no, are.
3: How often, how often is a kicker a team captain? I don't know that that happens a lot.
2: When you pay, pay enough people, other players. <laughs> I Can think that's that really
3: volumes about Jason Myers that he's I'm one of the team captain and Nick Bellore, well, ugh, it would be kind of a shock if he wasn't a team captain
2: exactly, yeah, and then you got but, Gino and Tyler, and then yeah. uh, defensively, it's um it's Quandre and Bobby, that's who it was, right yeah. um yeah, so I mean, which makes sense, right you yeah of know, course. back in then Bobby, but uh yeah, but Jason Myers, just because the Seahawks plays so many close games that myers yeah. it, he's gonna have to continue to have the success he has over the last several years that he's had in Seattle, and he can be the yep. difference between them making the postseason and not.
3: Oh, absolutely he can be, and, and he, he will be. Uh, my number four, Charles Cross. I think he needs to continue to... Christopher Cross. Yeah, yeah. Sailing. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of Mr. Margaritaville, he was not a big fan of that song, Sailing. Uh, I didn't know. Gosh. I was watching a thing on Letterman, and he like gave a very backhanded comment about people who don't know about sailboats anyway
2: it's so, funny you saw him on letterman i saw him on jimmy fallon and there seemed to be a whole lot of weird stuff happening no he was drugs uh <laughs> I heard about Fox. the jimmy fallon thing i'm assuming mm, we'll oh, it's it. re- recently come out that it's he's had all kinds of uh
3: oh yeah that thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that thing that thing that thing yeah do you think do you think we'll get back to our Rob Gordon's, but do you think this is going to be an Ellen kind of thing?
2: Do you think it's like seems like it's already heading that way? Ooh, interesting. Interesting.
3: Yeah, in a way, I'm not too sad because Jimmy Ellen Fallon was on Jimmy and he'll, he'll show up on lists of, of, you know, good comedic actors. It's like this guy yeah, cannot what? stay in character for more than five seconds. Like, no. Either that I, or he's
2: always in character. He's a method comedian. Jesus Christ.
3: I like him better as the host. Because he can just like break up and do whatever, but he's a he's terrible in Saturday Night Live. He was freaking awful. Occasionally he was funny, but it's like, oh, we need someone to break up the skit and make it not work. Let's put Jimmy in. It's like Jesus H Christ. Anyway, (laughs) Charles Cross. That's
2: what they said when Jimmy Graham was in Seattle. (laughs) Let's put Graham in.
3: (laughs) We are agreed. Worst trade ever. Anyway, so Charles Cross, he wasn't. Magnificent as a rookie, he was really good as a rookie. I think this is the season he can step up and be magnificent. He can turn into, okay, no, he can't turn into Walker Jones, but he can turn into one of the best in the league this season. And I, and he needs to, for the Seahawks to take that extra step up. That's why I think he is one of the most important players for the 2023 season. And I I think he will.
2: I think he's the next George fan. Um, I, um, I'm, Jesus George,
3: Christ, he George Fant out. was actually pretty good. He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, number four for me is Jaron Reed. Do you have Jaron Reed in, on your list? I do not. I, I, Reed is important to me because he is now obviously the nose guard and the Seahawks could not stop the run last year. They didn't look like they could stop the run very much in preseason. What? He's going to have to be great against the run for Seattle to be better um he's not overly big i think he could get a lot of sacks but that doesn't mean it'll translate into stopping the run game and if you can't stop the run game especially against the rams you're gonna lose probably yeah um, i don't
3: care if he gets any sacks he needs to stop the run game and yeah, so he, how well
2: he plays is that's why he's number four on my list
3: he said that it's this is over
2: well he guaranteed <laughs> they would be better yeah. than 30th <laughs> well 28th yeah. that's but, better
3: yeah, I think he has. I think he has a sight set a little. And yeah, I agree. That's a That's a brilliant pick. But quick question for you. Is he a nose guard or a nose tackle? Why? Why do they why do they do this?
4: Why I mean, do they to me he's call the nose, nose guard
3: and a three four? Tackle? Like, come on, just like pick one. Okay. Anyway,
2: uh, my like, number. Uh, nose tackle, you tackle the nose. If you're a nose guard, you guard the nose. Oh, I you got sniff- it.
3: I got yeah. it. Yeah, it's they, just they, basic they, football. You know, you
2: reach out with those two fingers. Like, I,
3: I get your nose. I get your yeah, nose. They don't yeah, know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, three, that drives I offensive linemen
2: three. crazy when that happens. When you keep grabbing their nose. Pff.
3: Yeah, it's really, That's why some of the guys play with a shield. Uh, um, my number three is is Mr. Diggs. They call me Mr. Diggs. Uh, <laughs> call me Mr. Diggs. Because you know he's he's the captain of the of the. You
2: mean David Diggs from uh, Hamilton?
3: Yeah, exactly. Huh. I didn't
2: see that one coming. That's a good one.
3: He's <laughs> he needs to improve the communication in the defensive backfield because they had some issues last season. But, if you have if you have one issue in one game, that's too many.
2: That's <laughs> true. Yes, you, know, so, you have three issues, that's three touchdowns you lose.
3: Yeah, exactly, and that happened to them too often. So he yeah, needs to patterns. improve that. I'm not I'm not saying it was his fault, but he needs to. Improve that, and just to he can clarify improve. to the
2: audience out there, Todd Vandenberg is blaming a nine and eight season on Quandre Diggs,
3: <laughs> and he can improve his play even more. And that's uh, Quandre Diggs is awesome. I love Quandre Diggs. I love his play. I love the guy, but he can be He can take a step up too. Yeah, uh, everybody, every everybody can. player can. Exactly. Yeah. Again, going back to DK Metcalf talking to Jake Bobo is like, who? How do you get open so easily? Because I can't do that. Which is crazy, but you know, the Larry Bird effect. Yeah, if you were slow and white, people wouldn't bother covering you either, DK. (laughs) That's the issue. That's right. Uh, And honestly, I think that's part of it is like, this guy, he can't run past me. And then before they know it, he's 10 yards down past them because they forgot to cover the guy. He's still wearing a uniform. Anyway, uh, Condu Diggs, uh, again, because his position affects that entire back of the Hawks defense. And they had a good, they had a good secondary last season. They will be even better this season. But I think the key to them improving even more and becoming, they could potentially be the best secondary in the league. Honestly, he's
2: the key to that happening. Yeah, they, they could, uh, and they could, yes. They need, Rick Woolen needs to be as good as he was, if not a little bit better than right. last year. And Trey Brown needs to be really good. But I agree with you. I think they could have the best secondary, or they could be completely fall on their face. Um, Yeah,
3: unfortunately,
2: they could. Number three for me is uh, Draymond Jones, um, because I think he needs to. Last year and more reps, he had about the same numbers as he did the year before. His ceiling seems to be about six and a half sacks, which isn't that which isn't bad. It's also Quentin Jefferson territory, you know, so he needs to be much better. He needs to get eight to ten sacks and he needs to be really good against the run. Hopefully he can do all that stuff, especially now that he has more um, financial responsibility, I guess, because he's getting paid a lot of money. But if Jones isn't good, that hurts completely the whole defensive line. There's no, there's nobody. Reed can be fine, but he's a nose guard or tackle, and then Mario Edwards is just there to to stop the run. I mean, Jones has to be the guy this year to get inside pressure and also be really good at setting the edge on the run.
3: Yeah. And as you stated, they paid him to be the guy. Yep. A- absolutely. So, uh, I, I agree. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying, Oh, I made the wrong picks, but everyone here picks.
2: Yeah. For no, sure. your, your picks are great. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, that's the good thing about the team, right? Is they do have so much talent. That's they so, do. I mean, so far we've had six different players make this list. We may have yeah. two of the same coming up, who knows, but six players have made this list and, and all of them are important. Yeah.
3: Uh, my number two is Mr. J.S.N. Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, mainly because we don't know for a fact what we're going to get out of him. We we have a really good idea, and we have good reason to have high expectations. But as that third receiver, he, he absent. When have the Seahawks had an absolute stud third? How many teams have a stud third receiver?
2: Yeah. He can be. Maybe. I mean, Smith and Jigba could be the best wide receiver three, as you mentioned, in the NFL.
3: He could be the best wide receiver on this team. That's true. I know that sounds insane. And I'm not just talking about lead the team in receptions. That wouldn't surprise me a bit if he winds up leading in receptions. But he actually, as a rookie, he potentially could be better just as far as catching a higher percentage of targets, having more touchdowns. As that slot receiver, and of course he's going to be, he's going to be playing outside at times. Of course he is, and up, and they'll move uh, Tyler to the slot, and they'll move DK to the slot, and he'll destroy a couple linebackers as he goes out and catches the ball. That would be hilarious. But uh, I, I just think Jason can have such a huge impact because, and it's not just not just because of what his production is going to be, but because you're not going to double team Tyler anymore. You're not going to double team dk anymore how can you when this guy is coming over the middle and he's catching everything that comes his way you can't do it anymore and then that's the impact he can have on this squad
2: yep uh my number two is kenneth walker um because there's such a drop off after him i mean they clearly don't have enough uh trust yet in zach charbonnet and it could be maybe pass pro you you don't really know we haven't really seen didn't see a whole bunch from him in the preseason but it's walker and then kind of everybody else um yep. i wrote an article i guess yesterday it came out <laughs> and i was kind of doing the math um, i guess
3: yesterday is like <laughs> i have so many I don't know, articles about when they always
2: uh, i was doing he, he may have still been at michigan state when i wrote the article um but I, he basically if he had averaged the number of yards per game that he did once he started, he would have had almost 1400 yards. Yeah. I think he can get to 1500 yards this year, just depending on his use oh. and it's depending yeah. on health. Um, but that's going to make such a huge difference because teams are like you mentioned, going to have to focus, especially in the passing game on Metcalf, uh, JSN and tire Lockett. that it should open up the running game a little bit more. And Walker should have some, a bunch of explosive plays because he's that kind of player. So, um, But yeah, I mean, I think if and if he if he either gets hurt or for some reason, he's not as productive as he should be, then teams can adjust to just, oh, this team's going to have to throw the ball and they can't really run the ball, unfortunately. So he he's a key to the overall success of the offense, obviously, and the overall success of the team.
3: Absolutely agree. And I don't have him on the list, but absolutely for every reason you just gave the Seahawks, you know, it's like some fans. I'm not going to call them 12s because you're not a 12 if you don't get this. But they deride Carroll for, oh, all he wants to do is run the ball. like, he wants yep. to run the ball because it sets up explosive passing plays.
2: You don't and get it, Todd. Been, he wants to run the ball 44% of the time. And that,
3: <laughs> right? I was like, there are a lot of teams that run the ball more than the Hawks. but Because Pete talks about it, because Pete is honest about the, the importance of establishing a run to set up those explosive plays, which is what you just said. Yeah. That's why it's important, and that's why I walked – because, unfortunately, like
2: you said – it's what the San Francisco 49ers do successfully every year, every exactly year. what you just said.
3: Every year. And it's what the Seahawks do when they're successful. That's exactly. why they're successful because they were able to run the ball, which opens up like, oh, man, we got to stop the run. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> There's Jake Bobo in the end zone for the seventh time this season. <laughs> that's which, right. which I think will yeah. honestly yeah. happen because yeah. – He'll probably have like 19 catches and seven touchdowns, which is like insane. So we, uh, we don't
2: we don't know each other's list, obviously. So I'm no. just going to do I think we probably have the same number one. So I'm just going to do I'll say three, two, one. And you say we'll both say whatever, whatever number okay. one players. OK, three, two, one. Bobby, Bobby
3: Wagner. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, what what issues did the Seahawks have last season? They couldn't stop the run.
2: They and a lack of communication.
3: Past- Lack of communication. They couldn't stop passes over the middle. Not that Bobby is like a great pass defender. He's a good pass defender, but that's not his role. But communication. Now, who the hell? Unless unless he's fifty percent of the player he he used to be. In which case, he'd only be a good NFL player. Who the hell runs against Bobby Wagner? What mm, did right. he What did he do last season when he went to the Rams?
2: nothing he He was terrible he only got (laughs) second team all pro i think not first team so he's washed up
3: (laughs) he he was phenomenal as at at, with the rams which again is another reason to downgrade their performance this year because they lost uh i'd say inarguably their second best defensive player and some might argue he's even more important than aaron donald Mm, that's a stretch but clearly their second best defensive player. They lost him, we got him back. Yeah. <laughs> That's a direct debit credit to the Seahawks.
2: Yep. Yeah, speaking of, and I'm glad you hit on cuz you know, as we so Bobby Wagner is both of our most important players yeah. because of the communication on the field and ability to to attack the run. Um and and you you hit on a very good a good point. They still have they being the Rams still have Aaron Donald. Um but they lost what I mean a bunch of players. Greg Gaines a is an important player to lose, yeah. but Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey take those guys are gone, and Ramsey was there, so was yeah. Wagner, yeah. and now you've removed them. Yep. So there's there's no reason the Seahawks.
3: You you took I mean, off basically two All Pros, whether they yeah. made the squad or not. You took off two All Pros. Yeah, a- at key, I mean, <laughs> kind of keep positions. So <laughs> yeah, that really that really hurts them. But yeah, as as far as Bobby Wagner's on impact on the seahawks how many people how many people how many players were like oh my god bobby wagner's back yeah and it's, it just changes the attitude of the entire team it does on offense and it changes he's, he's the only, entire attitude of the team
2: he's on a one-year deal which he should be because he's never been good in his nfl career <laughs> and he gets that one year prove it deal. I and mean, prove you can belong in the nfl after 12 years i mean you know how he's lasted this long i don't know
3: and. And to, and to be uh, accurate, doesn't matter if he's on a one year deal because he could have been on a five year deal. It's like, as we know, right. the are meaningless. They're like, oh, yeah, how long
2: like, did he sign and, with the Rams? Or, yeah, Rams. Yeah. It was two or right. three years, wasn't it? He
3: had a three year deal with the Rams. It was like, uh, see ya, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just how the NFL works because it's a business. I mean, that, that's. What- he left Seattle because it's a business.
2: And he was really fired up to play Seattle last year. I right? obviously did well. So I'm kind of hoping yeah. he brings that same. I mean, he's always going to have energy. It's Bobby Wagner. But I'm yeah. hoping he has that same kind of focus against. The oh, you guys gypped me last year. I could have just stayed in Seattle. Well, he wouldn't have. But I could have resigned in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And maybe he has that same kind of I'm I, this. I'm super excited. He, went, he went to
3: the Rams so he could be home. Yeah. And, Oh, we only need you for a year because it's like, and he knows just like he knew for with the Seahawks, it's a business. It yeah, he wouldn't like, have
2: come back if he was really. Of course. He's a human being. He's a mindful human being. He understands the business, as you just said. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this season because, yeah, you know they they should be good. The schedule looks tougher, but you just literally never know. How, teams we expect to be good now aren't good and other ones yeah. will rise above what just like the seahawks did last year yeah. you really don't know how the season's gonna gonna play out I do. um i wrote about it well i mean i mean you do but stone cold stone cold lock. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's stone see- cold steve as austin. many
3: people as read my articles it is a
2: secret <laughs> yeah, stone Cold steve austin came to me in my dreams and he was like ravens three and 14 i, was, I don't think that's right steve um
3: steve to get too close to the head, buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but I, again, going back to week one.
1: Yeah.
2: As you said, you just never know. I mean, they, I think they, they must start with a win based on how the schedule conceivably yeah. plays out currently. But you just, you just never know. But I think they need to win. And, and I'm excited because it's funny because with week one, after week one, I'm either going to be super excited or <laughs> super
3: extremely depressed. Extremely
2: underwhelmed. Yeah. Because it's like, I have an expectation of this team could be really good. Are they going to show it in week one, or are they going to fall straight on their face and lose the game? I mean, there's really no, you know, there's no in between. It's like, okay, they won, move on. You get that way in like week eight or nine, right? Like, okay, yeah, win, yeah. win. But week one, it's like, yeah, that's a glimpse of what it's going to be like this year. Yeah, that's the week, most exciting. And everybody week, has week hope, one except for the Cardinals.
3: Every every NFL fan is either like, we're going to the Super Bowl, or oh my God, like. Who can we take at number one? Every right. fan is like or that.
2: Or two, if you're the Cardinals.
3: <laughs> yeah, because you think the season's done. Um, yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna come out with a win, uh, despite despite your naysaying, you negative Nelly.
2: Just because I don't want to jinx them. I mean, if I if I they should win. I think they should win. Um, I just don't want to predict Super. them to win because that puts the the jinx or the hex or Super. the curse. <laughs> I
3: superstition is your name, sir. Superstition is your name. Superstition.
2: Um, superstition. Um, anyway. superstition. So,
3: yeah, I mean, to, to me, no. I don't see any reason for this team. I know they got a tough, tougher schedule, but I don't see any reasons they don't improve on their record because, again, another great rookie class. We don't know for a fact how it plays out until they're actually playing real games. It's not a preseason garbage, but still looks like a fantastic rookie class. Bobby Wagner is back. I mean, Bobby Wagner alone is almost like, okay, we added a fantastic rookie class and um, we also added Bobby Wagner is like, that's almost equal.
2: And that's what makes me nervous is that they are more talented than they were last year when they exceeded expectations. Right. So it's like, why shouldn't they be conceivably better? I know you had them going 11 and six, right? So conceivably better than, than last year. And that's what makes me nervous. It's like, but, again, this is a Pete Carroll team, and he gets the yep. best out of his players. Very yep. rarely has he failed. True that. So, wish, people hating wish. on Pete just wish he had another coach for the last 13 years, I guess. So.
3: Yeah, seriously. Go back and look at their franchise record. It's like, you want Tom Flores to come back? Is that what you want? Sure. Because that's what you're going to get.
2: No, we want Bill Belichick, who, you know, he had Tom Brady, and he did the smart thing by releasing all his quarterbacks except for Mac Jones. <laughs> start the show. Um, yeah
3: yeah go ahead and take you know if tom brady if prime tom brady comes back with belichick then i'll take belichick other than that yeah. no thanks that's right
2: tom who is has, too who,
3: who has a losing record in the nfl without tom brady oh it's bill belichick how about that well, Tom's genius
2: too busy watching his boy novak Djokovic at the u.s open so enjoy the tennis tonight thanks
0: why are you the worst